the 19th Hole Podcast presented by Golf Talk Live and brought to you by Perfect Practice Putting Mat, Yips, and Survivor Golf Tee. How do you measure yourself with other golfers? By height. It's a very, very special honor. I'm Paula Creamer, and you're listening. Well, we're waiting. Hi, this is Martin Cove, a.k.a. John Kreese from Cobra Kai, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. Let the word go out from here across the land. Let Daddy Noonan uh, approve. The Meadow Cheese Sandwiches, four days of green outfits, Ray's Creek, and hello, friends. <laughs> it's Augusta week. Boys, are you jacked up? Because my week, my work week is going to stop at 3.30, 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, Wednesday. We're recording Tuesday. It's going to record. It's stopping on Wednesday. And why is it stopping, Bobby? Because the par three shootout. And CW is back. Oh, we okay. Well, you're going to go yeah. there. You're going there right <laughs> yeah. out of the gate. He couldn't. He couldn't help himself. I couldn't help. And, there, and there's Mr. Elliot joining us. Our our golf spikes on the ground at Augusta National. Snapping Good some evening. photos, not with your cell phone though. <laughs> oh no, can't do that. We need to re- re- we need to call him the patron tonight. The patron. Hey, you do have a, you do have a nice uh, Matt Kuchar. What what what, what Stuart, kind of tan Stuart, line are you guys doing? Stuart Sink. Stuart Sink. Stuart Sink. I'm glad we're not <laughs> recording this video wise. <laughs> I mean, I could, can I do a screenshot? How no, do I do you a screenshot, Andy. <laughs> yeah, control F. Yeah, I'm looking for it. Stop. There, there's no way of doing it. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> Don't so, worry, I, I just did it. <laughs> so before we talk about the big casts, Bob went there. I mean, he just couldn't control himself. Premature, premature uh, talking point. Um, Brendan, tell us about Augusta. How's it looking? What's your thoughts? Let's, let's go right there. So I, I kept telling all my buddies, my new friends that didn't know that I made this journey for the last 10 years previous to COVID, um, I actually missed 2019 as well. Uh, I went to drive chip and putt that Sunday before in 19, uh, but I couldn't had a lot of things going on. I couldn't stay. So this has been three years in the making to get back here. And man, it's everybody should, everybody that plays this game should have the opportunity to go to Augusta national, even for a couple hours. And I shared with you, I have actually never been. It's, I know you, you need to. It's the it's the it's the cathedral to the game, and there's nothing out of place. Uh, I'll get to some other thoughts a little bit later, um, but course wise, looks fantastic. I couldn't really. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't really tell about some of the changes. There was one I could tell, and I'm sure you're gonna ask me about that a little bit later, but. Condition-wise, awesome. I'm a little worried about how all this rain, even though they've got the system to get it dried out, I'm still worried about the rain as far as the patrons go because it does get a little bit sloppy where, where they walk. So could be some slipping and sliding. Andy, how many times have you made a trip down Magnolia Lane? Twice. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Yep, and it's been a while, but I agree with Brendan 100%. It's it's uh, it's nothing like you imagine. Um, it, meaning, it's so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one thing to me that was was, you know, the the most obvious surprise was the elevation changes on the golf course. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's astounding. You know, as you stand on the 18th green and then you go all the way down to like 16 and 15 it's it's really really different the elevation change you know what's amazing to me is you touched on this about augusta country club when we were talking about the dell match play a couple weeks ago but it's because all of us i mean whether it's because we played video games with with augusta national in it or it was watching the masters on tv or just in-depth reading Everyone, myself included, even though I haven't been there, you feel like you intimately know that property. Yep. I know it's a hundred feet elevation change. How do I know? I read about it all the time. I I haven't walked it, 
somebody's going to walk it this week that wasn't yeah. expected to. Yeah. When you stand on the 10th tee, you, you, it's a ski slope going down 10. If yep, there was snow, you could ski down it. It's that much, if, if that helps put it into perspective. Uh, Are you kidding me? No, I, I'm serious. It's that much, and the elevation change is is massive. It, you know, people do forget about that. Coming up 18, the shoot, I mean, it's a tiny little shoot coming up off of 18T. There's, I mean, as much as you've been there, when when I was doing drive, chip, and putt, standing on, it's literally standing on the 18th green. You can't appreciate how small it is. It's more narrow than you realize on TV. And when I came up twice, I've had really a privilege of coming up Magnolia Lane, literally driving up that. It's a little bumpy. <laughs> I thought it was the most carpet, magic carpet ride thing ever, but it was a little kind of bumpy, bumpy. And uh, But at the end of the day, I've dude, told people. Dude, seriously, are you allowed to say that? Uh, I probably will get banned now. But, uh, you know, if you saw, if any listener stops and thinks about all their life experiences, if you ever get to Augusta, it truly is one life experience that will exceed, exceed your expectations. Not meet, not, hey, that was pretty cool. Hey, I want to do that again. I'm telling you, literally, right, Andy and, and, and Brenda, I mean, exceed your yeah. expectations. Very rare in life. Yeah, no doubt. And Alan, as much as you, you, and I totally agree with you, you know that place intimately from a television screen. But it, 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 will, it will go above and beyond what you know by being there. And, and you know, Bobby, you mentioned 18. Standing in the second shot area on the 18th hole, your mind is blown how much uphill that second shot is and how little visual you have of what you're, you're shooting at. Um, It's, it's just crazy. Brendan, so for for the listeners are are tuned in, there's only a couple of tee boxes, I believe, that were changed. I remember, I remember, I think it was two years ago. We had uh, it, w- oh, it was it was the win- it was the uh, fall uh, version, the 2020 version. I had Chip Beck on, um, and we were talking at length. And Mr. He, and layup, he was, what's that, Mr. Layup? Mr. Layup. Well, he actually, you know what? We we even touched on that, but he he was explaining how he had to he had to change his whole ball flight to be able to try to compete at Augusta. But he, what he really talked about was the distance that that golf course has changed. And he remembers walking, for example, off of, uh, I think it was walking to the ninth with George Archer. There's a name from the past. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, Archer looked pointed up ahead. He goes, that's where the T was. And it was like a hundred yards ahead of it. They've added a couple of T boxes for this year, right? Yeah, eleven and fifteen, and eleven. Can you make eleven was, even further? I mean, God, that that was the one that I couldn't tell. But I mean, fifteen you can tell because they had to go. Well, for anybody that's been there, they you can see how they went almost back to ten of over by ten and green, um, yeah. and that that's going to be interesting because fifteen the par fives on the back. And they, they didn't bring this up either. 13 has, has been lengthened, and I, I don't think it was for this year, but it must have been within the last year or two because yeah. – I thought that was – I thought I did read that that was like two years ago. They bought some more land yeah. from Augusta Country. Sure, yeah. But even, even with that, 13 and 15 are still gettable, but 15 scary now because before, even if you lay up, if you're somebody that's not a bomber – you don't even really have to be a bomber on 15 to go for it in two, but you get in the, in that layup zone with a wedge and it's down, it's downhill. It's, it's, it's tricky with that green and it, the, the fear of getting too much spin on something or hitting a little bit too short and that ball coming back. But 15 now um, you're going to have a lot more guys hitting in that wedge zone that's a scary ass shot. So <laughs> that that's going to be, I think that's going to play a significant role this weekend. Um, and again, 11 was, it's always been a beast. So I don't think it's going to change uh, the dynamics. People are going to make bogeys there on, on the back nine. You almost expect bogeys to be made at some of these holes, but definitely you want to hear those roars on, on 13 and 15 and 16. Yeah, but I well, remember what, 11 what? when it was like 440. I mean, yeah. it's like right. 520 now, right? Yeah. What One of the things I heard about 11, though, and I and I watched some of the players talk about this, 
is that although they lengthen it, the angle is better and, yeah. and they contoured the fairway so that the fairway actually feeds the ball further down. So it actually plays shorter. Yeah. Um, and the guys were saying how, how, you know, really they have a, a, a little bit shorter club into the green and then they did some work on the, the short where's, that, where's right. that Andy on the right side. Are they saying on, on 11, the fairway, they contoured it okay. so, that, so that the ball feeds now instead okay. of before it was kind of hitting into the hill. Yeah. I can see that now. I, yeah, I, so I, they I, contoured the fairway. So it plays shorter. And then they did some work to the short right part of the green. Um, no more Larry Mize chipping area. Yeah, 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 exactly. Hey, Alan, there's a, uh, I have a neat quick story as far as uh, when Augusta started to have to get more room and uh, lengthen the golf course. And uh, one of the years when I'm overseeing drive, chip, and putt, I'm at the uh, UNC Finley course. We're doing a drive, chip, and putt there. And there's I'm talking to all the volunteers for the DCP local event. There's a gentleman there dressed literally, I'll never forget it, head to toe in Tar Heels. So I said, oh, you're a big Tar Heels fan. He goes, oh, no, I'm Georgia fan. And I said, well, everything you're wearing is Tar Heels, you know, North Carolina blue. He goes, well, you know, my granddaughter goes here, but I'm from Georgia. I said, oh, really, whereabouts? He goes, well, Augusta. I said, oh, really? I said, well, you know, there's a tie-in with uh, DCP where the Augusta goes, oh, I know. He said, I used to be a member at Augusta Country Club. And I said, oh, really? He goes, well, actually, I was president for a while. And he said, you got a phone call from Clifford Roberts in 1972. <laughs> Clifford, Clifford Roberts said, uh, why don't you come over? Let's have a talk. The tour pros are hitting the ball so far. We need to lengthen 13. This is back in 72. Right. So I said, so what did you do? And he goes, well, um, he, he finds out that uh, Clifford Roberts finds out the guy loves scotch. So he invites him over to the Augusta National Clubhouse. He has the best scotch in the house sitting waiting for him. <laughs> they sit down. They have a nice chat. Cliff Roberts wants to do this deal and basically have Augusta Country Club give them the land. And so the gentleman said, oh, no, we can't do that. So they go back and forth and they don't come up with a deal. I said, what happened? He goes, well, Cliff Robert got up and walked away. So I said, well, what did you do? He goes, I finished my scotch. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. It was awesome. Do you, know, do you know 13 used to be 465 yards? Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was 465 and. Then it went to 485. Then correct. Then it went to 5, 505 or 515 or something like that. But Well, I'll tell you what, when we when we dive in a little bit more about the about the, what the week's going to look like, I've been Willie the Weatherman just watching Weather Underground, you know, shameless plug for Weather Underground, even though I don't get paid by them. Um I find them to be most accurate, but uh, Bobby, you touched on it. Perfect opportunity for me to talk about the perfect putting practice putting mat who sponsors our, our little round table here. It is the perfect uh, putting. I'm, I'm tongue tied here. Andy. you're looking at me like, what the hell are you saying? <laughs> I'm looking at all of you, Alan. <laughs> Perfect it's the perfect putting, putting mat, mat to practice your perfect putting. That's that is correct. Is. And it rolls up. It's it. You can take it with you. You could take it. Brendan could have it down there in Augusta right now in the hotel room, rolling rolling the rock. And if you're going to roll the rock, they're the guys to go to. And you, if you use promotional code GTL15, GTL15, you're 15% off the perfect practice putting mat. I've butchered that. Bobby, please bail me out and go talk, start talking about drive, chip, and butt. <laughs> um, yeah, well, DCP, that was my baby. I was uh, fortunate, privileged to be part of the team that created that, and I got to run that for the PGA of America. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's any human that watched as many DCP as I did around the country, and um, I saw that as an unbelievable vehicle for families to get together, kids to get into the game. You know, it's nine shots, but it can change a life, and it was amazing to then be part of what we did at Augusta National. Um, got to see a lot of things from behind the scenes, which uh, I can't really talk about all of them, but uh, there's some cool stuff going on. And it's neat. Somebody said to me at our golf shop today at Trident, um, this is going on like 10 years, right? And I said, wow, you're right. Yeah, it's been about 10. Yeah. Um, and there's some girls, uh, Alexa Pano, Avery Swig, uh, that have played in the, um, the women's amateur at Augusta National. Uh, there's some kids that have moved on. 
Um, so it's been a great vehicle. I, I, that was really interesting. You know, when we started this, you know, some people thought, well, all these AJGA brilliant best golfers will make it to the finals, but it's not the case. There's a lot no. of kids. And Brendan, you've been there. You've been there with me. Um, it's really neat to see just ordinary kids that can make it to that to that platform. Bobby, I have a question for you. It, this came up in the locker room at, at Northgate the other day when we were we were done playing golf and, and watching some of the the uh, golf on TV. Some of us are afflicted with a, a disease with the chipping clubs, you know. And uh, we were talking about: Are you allowed to use a putter in the in the chipping part of the competition? That's a really really cool question. Um, you know when people say they kind of wrote the book on stuff. Well, I really I actually wrote the thirty five page manual. And as well, we get out, so you did. Yeah, um, so <laughs> he wrote the book. <laughs> I was, I was the rules official, and so that we get into that first year, and there were some very savvy, astute parents, and maybe some kids that said, "Hmm, you know, I could chip with a putter. I put off the green. We could call it whatever you want, Texas wedge." So uh, after that first year, there were a couple of kids that used a putter, and we made a rule that. The chipping discipline as a chipping club, you, ha you couldn't use a putter. But that very first year, I was aware that a few kids did use a putter. And, hey, I'm a PGA Pro instructor. What's the best line? Always putt it when you can. If you That's can't right. putt it, chip it. And only pitch it when you have to. Yep. <laughs> so, so, hey, this feels like a great time to throw this in there real quick. So, you know, you know how we rag on Andrew all the time, which he's not here, nor is Christian the prettiest podcaster in golf. But – they're off doing Gen Z stuff. Um, Andrew, his one time that he competed in the drive, chip, and putt, he wins the putting. <laughs> That's awesome. Well deserved. Just like his dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Captain Scrape. <laughs> so I'm more interested, Bob, in the dirt. Come on, just share something. <laughs> <laughs> Bob is not. Don't a get dirty banned from Augusta because we're all going next year. But share something. Um, I, just it's just a it, it, well, it's a fascinating place. It's probably besides a military institution, it's probably as secure as anything you're ever going to find there. Um, and it's it's the most intimidating but nicest security people everywhere, anywhere. Yeah. Um, but there's yeah behind the scenes is pretty neat. Uh, my first year there. Uh, we had a meeting in September of 2012, I think, and I meet J.J. Weaver, one of the co-head pros, and uh, we're going through some different things. And he says, you want to take a ride on the golf course? And I said, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was really interesting to see it in its September form that people don't know about. They, they think of the Masters and they think of how pristine it is. But, yeah, in the summer, uh, it's still Augusta, but it's, uh, we drove up to the 11th hole we sat at the crest and we talked for five or 10 minutes. And I thought, yeah, JJ and I are the only people out here on the course alone. It took every fiber in me not to take a photo. <laughs> um, and then he says, you want to get some lunch? And I said, yeah. And I thought, Oh my God, I'm gonna have lunch at Augusta. We went down the street to the five guys and get a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> they you weren't were probably waiting lunch. for your next question. Do you want to, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't open for lunch, but uh, yeah. Matt Williams, and JJ, you know, uh, when I was there, Ron Cross was, uh, and JJ Weaver and I, and Beth Major at the USGA, we were like sort of the the team there. And then Ron Cross moved on to the tour, and uh, Matt Williams came in, and and Matt and JJ, and then Annie Miller um, up at the USGA. We we had a great group that we worked hard. We were uh, committed to doing everything we could to um, you know expand that, get as many kids the opportunity to get in there, and uh, it was a blast. It's the one thing I really do miss. So, so Brennan, you were you were actually at the drive chip and putt. Um, huge story. Everybody's blowing up the or the internet. Autumn, I'm gonna butcher it. I think it's Soulsby. The little, little girl, little girl who won the uh, seven to nine year old division. Yep. Just two years removed from being being basically adopted, and and that was the connection. I mean, and then the other thing I wanted to just mention is 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 Bubba everywhere. I mean, is, is there a guy Bubba that's doing more for promoting more aspects of the game right now? 
I love the guy. I, I don't know Bubba personally, but he's everywhere. He's always at this event. He's always out with the LPGA. But tell us about the uh, DC, DCP, as Bob likes to call it. I, I love the story of Autumn, and she actually was a winner of our Best Pee Wee Swing Contest last year in her age group. Um, so I got to know a little bit about her story last year. Um, and, you know, she's just one of many examples of what, what Bobby just mentioned. Of they're good. These kids are good players, obviously, to, to make it that far. Um, but some of them aren't, you know, winning world championships. Uh, there was a girl I wrote an article about for PJ.com, uh, Angela Nip, who's down in your neck of the woods, Bobby. She's a, a, from Port St. Lucie. Yep. She did. She did win the U.S. Kids World Championship a couple years ago. Um, and, you know, I, I asked, sent her an email to her parents and asked her a couple questions about about the event. And what what always gets me, if the kids have a background playing competitively and have achieved a lot to this point or if they haven't, they're just kids, you know, and I, I went to pick up the ticket from from the the hotel in downtown uh, Augusta and that's the hotel where all the kids were staying that so it was that morning I was picking up the tickets and just the excitement and the way that Augusta treats the kids and the family um, the hotels decked out with DCP stuff and pictures and it's when when they announced this program and Bobby was right there in the midst of that you know it it said a lot about where they want to go from that point on almost 10 years ago now and really doing some big things for the game. And, and it's not just drive, chip and putt for me as a junior and youth golf coach, that's a big deal to see the emotion behind the event and the, and the parents and the kids sharing that together. But it's the Latin American championship and the time with the Asian amateur and, what they've done for women's golf, you know, Augusta national is really, really doing a lot of good stuff. You know, as you're sitting there saying this, I'm, I'm running through my mind, all the things you're talking about. And the thing that pops into my head is not that they have to, because they're Augusta, they can do right. whatever they want to do, but do they, they understand that they're the icon of the golf industry. Yep. And they're the they are the they are the standard bearer. They are the ones that can be the culture of change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is it is impressive. And I do have one other little thing. I did. I have a story also, Bob. I had a connection, very loosely. To I went to a little small college in Iowa called Graceland College. It produced the former co-head golf professional at Augusta, J.D. Turner, Master PGA Golf Professional. I sent him an I sent him an email when I graduated and said I'd love to come on his staff and <laughs> thanks for applying. <laughs> it was neat to be uh, you know in meetings an arm like the way from Chairman Billy Payne, Chairman Fred Ridley, as we would talk through. And I would tell people that the Augusta members that when they when this was told to me, people would meet them. The first thing they want to talk about is drive, chip, and putt. Uh, what they're doing for all these initiatives for amateur golf to literally try to grow the game. So um, they, they have their heart in the right spot. And uh, I really, really quickly, but to give you a feel for this scope of DCP, I was in Anchorage, Alaska in 2014, and we had a drive chip of putt local qualifier there. So I, I went up there for that. And I met a young boy from an um, Eskimo tribe that I couldn't pronounce his name. Nobody other than the tribe could literally pronounce his name but his mother married somebody down in the uh, Anchorage area. And, and I met the grandfather. The grandfather brought this young boy out and he got, he watched drive chip and putt and up in Alaska, he was hitting rocks with sticks. That's why he wanted to play golf. So I meet this young boy. They did a little piece on him on the golf channel. Um, so, I mean, talk about the reach of DCP for some young boy in Alaska, way up in the boonies hitting sticks and rocks. And then he comes to, I think it was one year later with his grandfather I meet them. I've got photos. I mean, just, you know, amazing stories out there. I'm, I don't have anything to say, Andy. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I think I even remember uh, seeing that on the golf channel. Um, and look, you guys are, are way closer to the DCP than I am. I love it from a distance. It's awesome. 
it's awesome to see when I turn on my TV, I don't want to turn it off. Yep. It's, it's just a great thing. So kudos to you, Bobby, for, for writing the part book of, of the beginning of DCP. Without question. Good, good time. The other, the other thing that the, that Augusta, you touched on it, uh, Brennan is uh, the women had a little competition down there and uh, no one saw this one coming. 16-year-old from California, only player to finish under par. And uh, she beats an elite field. Yeah. Uh, Anna, I'm speaking, of course, of Anna Davis. Wow. Andy, any thoughts? No, but that is an elite field. And, it, and it's – I get it. You know, it's, it's about as small a field as you're going to get. Um, but, wow, every one of those girls is, is destined to, to play golf for a living. Um, and the fact that, that Anna Davis came out and at 16 years old ended up winning, I think, is just phenomenal. I'm personally really big on Rachel Heck's game. I think she's a tremendous yeah. talent, and she was plus 12. Yep. I mean, off off week, but, I mean, there is some, there is some real – I'm going down the leaderboard while we're chatting. There are some really good players right here. I mean, frankly, the first year they had this with, with uh, Maria Fossey and Jennifer Kupcho um, – <laughs> sorry, boys <laughs> – uh, was, was incredible to me. Yes. I mean, and that just that that was unbelievable, an unbelievable display of golf by those two girls coming in. And that set the stage for for all the years to come of, of that great event. And I think it's, again, another awesome uh, you know, kind of statement by Augusta National for for really doing their best to start to give back. Brendan, were you in town by the time to catch the end of that or? No, I wasn't, but I, I watched because I, I had to do a summary uh, on it. And what I loved, and I didn't see her press conference, but just reading up on her, and I had a, uh, an, I caught an interview, um, but not the official press conference, where people said she was well beyond her years. But it's the simplicity of, and this is what I wrote about on PJ.com, the simplicity of just having fun and pushing the nerves away and just going out and playing golf. And, you know, the chips fell her way, um, you know, cause there was a little stumble down the end by the, by the, at the, the time, the leader. Um, but, you know, we can take so much from a 16 year old left-hander from California, you know, we can take so much from her on just enjoying the moment. We, we all get in our own way a lot with our own golf games because we feel like we need to be at some level that we set in our mind. But if we just would free up and just go out and enjoy the game for the reasons we got, you know, involved in playing in the first place, that by itself would help a lot of people score better. Definitely. Great point. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at her, I'm looking at her scorecard for the three days. She shoots set. She shoots 70 the first day. Shoots 76, actually starts with a double right on number one. But then talk about just composure. She makes she makes one bogey all all day shooting 69 on Sunday. And that came on number three. And after that, it was just pars, birdies, steady Eddie, you know, or steady Anna. But, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, uh, number three, they say the change on number three up near the green is brutal. Is that for right. Bryson when he goes after it? <laughs> well, and even even you know the the players who are hitting wedges in there, like it's it's been been made a lot more difficult. Not to change the subject, but you brought up number three. Subject subject chain. No no worries. But you you already you foreshadowed, so you get to you get to take the lead on Jennifer Cupcho. <laughs> Cupcho. Cupcho. <laughs> <laughs> How about how about her performance? Yeah, I mean, she played she played a, a great tournament, and you know, I think it's sad that that that's the end of Mission Hills hosting the yeah. whatever name you want to call it, but <laughs> um, that major on the on the LPGA tour. It's it's too bad. Um, one of my very dear friends. Um, 
was the, the tournament director there for 10 years. Um, and they're actually part of, of a group putting together, they're going to do um, a legends, ladies legends tour event in, in replacement of, of this event. It's not going to be near the same, obviously, but um, again, for, you know, we talked last week about, about, Austin Country Club being identifiable and Augusta being identifiable. Mission Hills was as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and that to me makes television viewing so much more enjoyable year to year. We have our own like legends tour today going on. I mean, without Andrew, without Je our Gen Z's, we have, oh, yeah. Brendan still yeah. plays from the back tees. We're, we're, <laughs> we can move up a tee though. Brilliant. All right, Bobby, let's get to the meat of the matter. Let's talk about it. You, you already spilled the beans right out of the gates. Is somebody named Eldrick teeing it up? I cannot deny or confirm the reports. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. Hey, you know, it's just having him in the event. Uh, I guess we can go around and talk about who we think is going to win. But, um, you know, if you take the quote from Bobby Jones, the toughest course is between your ears type of thing. Um, you know, he, he would beat everybody. There's nobody, one one. There's nobody better. I mean, yeah, he'd be, he's going to beat everybody on one leg. Um, you know, I think to some degree he's human. So the competitive edge, you know, and that's a fine line there. And it, we, I've been there and it's like literally two inches. You make birdie two inches to the wrong side. Your ball is a hundred yards away, rolling down the ninth hole. Um, so institutional knowledge is big. Nerves are big. I think he definitely contends. I don't know if he's going to win, but I think he's, yeah, like top 20-ish. Wait a minute. Did you honestly just say you think he's going to contend? Yeah. I do too. Yeah. Everybody here, does everybody here think he's going to contend this weekend or this week? I would love to see him contend. I'm not convinced that that his first tournament after a year off, he's going to be able to contend. I think he makes the cut. Oh yeah, I, don't, I, no I think there's, if, if there's one place that he can because he knows it so well, Correct. I think he. I mean that that in itself, but contend, I'd love it. Well, contend with uh, you know hanging around that leaderboard, top twenty, you know up there like that. I, I think it is the only course that right now he could. I, I mean, if you think of 2019, it's like how the heck did he win that in many yeah. regards? But yeah. that that's like True. he he can make that. I mean, that course, he, he somehow can make happen. Um, he's not my favorite freak, but, I mean, I just think it's going to be exciting. He'll, he'll pop up every now and then. But I think he probably has a 1997-ish front nine. I bet he just uh, get you know, he's just going to have to get the cobwebs out the front nine. What do you think the reaction is going to be of the golf world if they flip on the – or actually as they go to bed Saturday night and his name's on the first board, first first page? We didn't think it could get any more surreal than him winning in 19. But this is this is bonkers. I mean, if he and I do I agree with Bobby. I think he'll he'll definitely be within striking distance, I'll put it that way, on Sunday. And I don't know if by that time he might run out of gas physically. Um but just think about what would happen. Like the world would stop spinning if he was to win this thing. And I'm not putting that out there that he would. So, so look, he said, he said that he's, you know, his press conference Tuesday morning, he said that he's going to make a final evaluation after nine holes on, on Wednesday. He's playing. Yeah. I got into a big debate. I want to, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the, the, I'm a pro tiger, but I'm going to be the anti tiger for a minute here. When you think about everything he's gone through, it's unbelievable. But in today's world, with the resources that he has, because he was oh, talking yeah. about, it, I had I, my my physical therapist is there all the time. I had this person there all the time, that person there all the time. It is at insane what he has accomplished coming back from everything that he's accomplished. But put it in perspective to Ben Hogan crawling out of a you know not even crawling out of being yanked out of a, a car crash without sure. physical therapists and all that there. Am I diminishing Tiger's accomplishment or am I just not? I mean, 
it's a different world. I mean, there's no social media back then. So maybe the Ben Hogan thing could have been blown up even more than it it wasn't blown up back then. We just it's just lore. It's it's you know, stories being passed down throughout the ages type of stuff. And that's not because he's not he's right behind me on my wall yeah, as you guys yep. can see over my shoulder. <laughs> Andy, I don't know. I I it's hard to know in both cases. And I saw some debate going back and forth about this today, this exact thing. It's hard to know in both cases exactly what they had to overcome. I mean, on paper you can see what they had to overcome, but but actually, you know, all of the collateral damage that's part of, of recovering from, from those things is the, the I, and I will say this because I, I try to be objective. He, the dude still had to do the work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he had to get in, he could have the, you know, bodies by Jake standing there cheering him on, but he still had to get, get out there and do the work. And there isn't anybody in golf, maybe golf history that was built more for that than Tiger Woods. You know, he's yeah. done it. He's done it before. Maybe not to this extent, but he's well, done it several times. Yeah, to, Bob, to Bobby's point, I mean, hands down, mentally, and no disrespect to Jack Nicholas, but mentally, yeah. probably the strongest player ever. I saw that debate this week too. By the way, yeah. <laughs> that debate's on. That, that that debate's on. Go. I will say this: if he does come back, and by pure whatever, he does win. I do have to formally dub him to go. I think everybody would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting if the – I haven't been out there, so, you know, as far as how much he's walking, but the fatigue factor is in great, great shape. But, again, that course is is physically demanding. The event is obviously mentally exhausting. So, I don't know, be, you know how much adrenaline can overcome that last nine holes, the 18 holes. Um, I, I just thought he'd be – yeah, we'd be talking about it. It'd be like, um, yeah, when you look at the Augusta field, you can eliminate sort of half because of whatever, and you just whittle it down, and you're like, yeah, I can. I mean, I can see him being top yeah, twenty. It's the book. It's the Brooks Kepka. You know, hey, I'm only really playing against twenty guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would I would just say that I think the the fact that he's playing is a testament to. The, the physical accomplishment of coming back from this. If he contends, that's a testament to the mental part of it. Um, and I know the physical is going to be part of that as well. But, I mean, just playing is, is one thing. But contending, I, I, will, I will be blown away if he's in contention. Can, can I add two, two quick things from boots on the ground here? Absolutely. I sat right yeah. So when I go to the range every year, and I I'm usually gonna interrupt sit, you one second. I'm sharing yeah. all your shit all over our social media page. Thank so you. Just... Thank you. I haven't <laughs> uploaded videos I have of Tiger yet because my <laughs> hand's <laughs> shaky on the camera. But Brendan, do you mean the tournament practice facility? The tournament <laughs> practice facility, correct? Yes, we're, well, we're, well done, you, Robert. You were a patron, right? <laughs> correct. I okay. used to sit on the far end of the bleachers, down by where the where the caddies and the players come out. That was my go-to spot. But for whatever reason today, I sat on the other side. There's a couple rows below where the media gets to sit, where they rope it off for media. And I sat there, and three or four minutes later, Sir Eldrick walks right out and pops up camp right in front of me. So that's why I was able to get all the good pictures. That's perfect. But I, I got to tell you, like, and Brandon was just talking about this on Golf Channel a little bit ago. Um, he may hit more fairways than he's ever hit in his career at Augusta this week. And it's not like there's a lack of speed or anything, but he's just seems so more controlled out of necessity. Right. Um, and you know what, that's why I think he can contend because the short game was disgustingly good. So that's, that's a given. And he said that for since December, that he feels just as good as anybody else in the world with the short game, but he was swinging so good. And it, granted, it's it's practice. We're talking about practice. Talk about you know? practice. We're talking about game. We talk about practice. He just looks so good. And in like the comparison from December to now, 
like you could definitely see the giddy up in his hitch at, at the PNC, but he was still hitting some good shots. But everything was striped on his range session today. Everything was striped. And he was rolling up into that left side with no issues with getting that right foot to kind of post up and turn over. And I was shocked because I didn't see him at full full swings on Monday, just sitting around the green. So I, I think he's going to do well. The stamina, obviously, is going to be the only question mark. Bob? Oh, I think he's going to do well. Uh, my, I, I, you know, I'm actually, the, the one name I have in mind is probably going to be a, huh, really? Is uh, Louis O. Who stays? Oh, man, I actually, th- I've, I've picked him in a couple of pools. Yeah, I mean, you know, Scheffler, I think should, you, you would think on what's happening, he's probably well. Uh, I would love Cameron the mullet Smith to do well. Yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do well. I think there's. I mean, our 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 pool. I'm sure, like many years, it's got got four brackets, and the first first bracket's got 15 names, and I said 12 of those 15 can win it. Back to the testament of there's really only 20 guys probably that can win this thing. Yeah, I mean, like you've got to get the guys that have been playing well and that camp, uh, but. You know, Louis, he was a major winner. Obviously, he's played well. Last year, he was right in the mix. He just, he's always in the mix. So I'm like, hey, you know, why not Louis? I, you know, he's, he's got the, the, I really, he's got all the shots. I think he does have the right mindset, and a mindset is really important when you're going to play that event there. Well, Bill Pressy, when it was on last week, he said Patrick Cantley. What do you say, Andy? Um, you know, I'm, I'm in the Cam Smith camp only because he's such an unbelievable putter. Yeah. Um, and he's a good ball striker as well. So uh, I think he's there. I'm, I'm definitely going to say that Charlie Hoffman's going to be leading after the first round. <laughs> <laughs> like he always does. <laughs> <laughs> but Cam Smith is my, is my, my pick for the week. A good Mr. One. Elliott boots on the ground. Um, is Ian Woosnam playing? <laughs> <laughs> Is Phil play? No, never mind. I don't uh, too soon. <laughs> um, I Cam Smith's definitely Scotty Shuffler and Cam Smith were the two that I was thinking before this transpired today. And then I, I got to admit, I'm on the bandwagon, always have been. So I'm just gonna get on that train and ride it all the way to to glory or disappointment. Good for you. And, and I, I would echo, I think a lot of us, uh, it looks like Cam Smith's got all of our, our vote, at least the majority. And I'm going to go with the other one. Tiger's, Tiger's heir apparent is, is tutor is a uh, pupil. The guy that was on the private jet up there. JT. I think JT, JT this year has shown me something. I mean, he's his whole, it, it, it I think his whole attitude has changed how he's flighting shots, how he's just staying within that, that one, I know one round, right. Doesn't define a career, but his round at, at the players was impressive. And I think it's a different JT. I'm good with that. Can we, can we pick who's not going to (laughs) win? Well, not Phil. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. Um, Speaking of Phil, by the way, I saw Bryson was asked if he's heard from Phil and Bryson said that he's reached out to him and he's gotten nothing back. Wow. That yeah, Phil, I, did, I did. I did hear reports that he's gone completely dark and dark. no one's, no yep. one's getting him at all. Yep. Yep. Interesting. No, but I was going to, I was just going to throw out. I have a hard time watching what Jordan Spieth is doing right now. Um, he's, he's back in Stephen Yellen's swing prison again. Yeah. And, and you can't, you can't be, you can't be competitive if you're always tinkering around with, with what your golf swing's doing. Yep. I think he should start swinging like Miller Barber. Why not? Right. <laughs> Why not? Own it. Yeah, I mean, repeat. I mean, you think about it, it, it happens to, <clears throat> to everybody, but it, think about it. the guy, the guy had that classical kind of 
Byron Nelson kind of esque swing as who I used to think that he looked like, and it he, he just he's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 tough to watch, especially especially when you've had a lot of conversations with Stephen Yellen, and and you know you really know what you're looking at when you see these guys doing the things that they're doing, um, and it, it's not always a telltale that a guy who's, you know, trying to exaggerate positions is, is in swing prison, but he appears to be definitely, you know, caught in the, I'm trying to recreate my golf swing on every swing mode. And that that's just, it's not ever going to play well. Uh, by the way, I made bogey guys because we made our picks and I didn't tell you, does everybody seen the weather forecast? 10 to 20 right. mile an hour winds, heavy rains early next day or so. Right. And they're saying the wind is going to be in their face on 10. Well, what, let's see, it'll be 10, 10, 11, 12 is going to swirl, 13 on the approach. Uh, you, I guess you get some tailwind on maybe like 17. Back nine at Augusta is going to play brutal this week. So no scoring records. No. That might bring Larry Mize into the mix. <laughs> and my my forecast doesn't really have any any rain at all. It's I think it's supposed, I thought it was supposed to be like tonight. It's 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 going to be like Wednesday and Thursday, maybe. Yeah, mine has nothing on Thursday, um, but definitely I saw the wind the yeah. wind up around twenty on Saturday. Yep, was going to be was going to be interesting. So it's going to be tricky. it's going to be a little chilly too. So, Brendan, how many more days are you there? And have you seen anything that uh, makes stands out that, that you don't you don't want to be that guy? I will be here till Friday for sure, and maybe through Sunday if a miracle happens. Um, you know, thinking about what you just threw out there. <laughs> see how I see how I laid that out there for you. I just I when, laid it out like a perfect practice putting mat for you. You know, you're such you're so good with these segues. This is this, <laughs> you could go in the Segway Hall of Fame. <laughs> but here here's what I have to say. Augusta National, as my wife put it, who joined me at DCP on Sunday. That was that was awesome. She said it's like Disney World for golf. She got and she said everything is perfection, manicured perfectly, nothing out of place. And I told her, I said, you know what I like is whether it's a line at the restroom or going to the concession stand or in the merchandise building, which is fantastic. They must study the science of herding cats because that's basically what they're doing. <laughs> and, you know, kudos to Augusta National. But with that said, don't be that guy that doesn't think the rules applies to him as far as getting in line, being courteous to others. Don't be that guy because what will happen if you are and you're at Augusta national, you will not be allowed to come back to Augusta national. And that's the way it should be. And you don't want to be that guy. Don't be that guy. They will pull you out and you won't go back. Nope. I need to throw in a, a little don't be that guy on top of this too, just because it's my favorite segment of the show. <laughs> um, but that being said, you know, my, first of all, my friend Kyle Witter had, had a great don't be that guy for me for this week. We're going to put that on the back burner, but don't be that guy who's bitching that tigers on TV too much, <laughs> please. I mean, I, I, I can't, I've even seen it some on social media already. And the the game thrives on Eldrick Woods. And he's on TV. He gets all that coverage for a reason. Don't be that guy. Tiger is the needle. Yes. Bobby, 18th green. Final thoughts, sir. Final thoughts. It's going to be an exciting uh, Masters event. Um it kicks off the year for golf for many people. So I uh, hope uh, the you know people enjoy the event. I think Tiger will have a good 
event and um, it's going to be fun a week from today talking about the recap here. Andy? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just such an exciting, exciting week for golf and, and uh, I, I can't wait, you know, to see what happens, see how this whole thing plays out with Tiger, with the tournament. Um, if those two things are even part of the same answer key, if you will. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it and getting back together next week and talking about what happened. Brendan? My final thought is, isn't golf such a great sport? I mean, seriously. And this, really week, this week reminds us all, and even those that aren't really golfers, it reminds them, Hey, that's something I might want to take a look at one day. And my, my final thought, other than follow us on social media and all those other areas that Christian usually throws that plug in there for, my final thought, and it plays off of that, is I'm working on something else, and I happen to see the old take of, of James Earl Jones and his line at uh, Field the Dreams. And the constant through it all has been Augusta. Yeah. Since yep. 19, the early 1930s, this is the standard in which golf business, the golf industry has been measured upon, rightfully and wrong sometimes if you're trying to operate a daily fee golf course and they want Augusta Greens. But enjoy the show, everyone. It'll be a spectacle. I would, am rooting for Tiger. And uh, Bobby, because I know you do, hit it long and straight. Because it beats short and crooked and place your bets on the Bruins and Celtics. I got to put that in. <laughs> You are the bad, Bobby. <laughs> you only have one opportunity to sell your golf property. Shouldn't you partner with an expert that offers you 30-plus years of golf industry experience combined with the reach of a global leader in real estate? Collier's International Golf Brokerage and Advisory Services understands your unique business needs. Whether it is brokerage, management, and consulting, be reassured that the market leader in the business of golf is providing you the real answers and practical solutions you deserve. Contact Golf Talk Live co-host and Collier's Golf Advisory Services member, Alan DePew, today at 717-554-8519. That's 717-554-8519.